man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. All right, and it's time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast. What's up, everybody? Chris here, as well as Charles. hey And our special guest this week, David. What's going on, David? Uh, not too much. It's, it's just a nice evening. Yeah, and thank yeah, you for joining us, man. It's going to be a fun time. We're just going to go through some headlines of the week, some stories, some hot topics, see what you guys think about them. We'll play some uh, goofy commercials. We'll do some trivia. It'll be a fun time, so make sure you guys give us a like and a follow, of course, at Rock News Weekly uh, on all the social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff, rocknewsweekly.com. But this week, June 6th, Season 4, Episode 23, we got to talk about Sirius XM host Joe Mangan starting a new charity called Headbang for Science. So mm-hmm. we'll figure out what that's all about for graduating high schoolers. Wolfgang Van Halen is upset about the upcoming Reels Channel autopsy episode focusing on his father Eddie Van Halen's cancer. Mm. Judas Priest playing their first show maybe ever without their usual leather studs and elaborate stage show. Motley Crue's Nikki Six explaining why friends and fans will not be allowed backstage on their upcoming stadium tour. Plus, this week in rock and roll history trivia, weekly WTF, and so much more. So much more. Everything's up. So RockNewsWeekly.com for three ninety nine a month. You guys can support us directly. Anchor.fm slash RockNewsWeekly slash subscribe. Google Podcasts, Amazon Audible. We're on everything. Follow us on Twitch when we go live, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly for all of you listening every Friday around 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mm-hmm. We're on YouTube. Search for us. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, as I mentioned, all at Rock News Weekly. Uh, mm-hmm. So we got some new rock and metal album coming out this, uh, well, just today on June 3rd. By the time you guys are hearing this, uh, maybe next week. Mm. It was just this past Friday. New stuff. From a bunch of funny band names. Oh, yeah, look at that. Artificial Brain, Asteroid. Is he related to uh, the Noid, the Domino's Noid? That's, yes, and that, that's actually <laughs> I love the do- his, his death the metal noid. group now, Asteroid. <laughs> yeah, Radiant Bloom. Battle Lore. That's, that's what happens just after a bunch eating of, too much Domino's. That's just a bunch of nerds on computer games, Battle Lore. Oh, yeah. They're Return just- to the Return of the Shadow. <laughs> That's right. Return of the Shadow, Mom. Bleed from Bleed within. From within. Ooh, candle okay. Mass. They're old school Candle Mass. Yeah, Guar. Oh, yeah. Guar. Crowbot. Druids. Nice. Kill Switch has got a new one. Memphis May Fire. The Oklahoma Kid. Origin. Orphan Twin. Somnus Throne. Oh, okay. I haven't heard of that. Huh. Temple of Void. Valley Temple Heart. Temple of Void. June 10th, we got some new stuff out. Wow. From Attempt Survivors, Billy Howardell from oh, okay. um, yep, yep. A from Perfect, Perfect Circle, Circle. Yep. Uh, yeah. Maynard's group. Uh, he's got a solo album out. Cool. Bloody Heels, Death White, Downset, Dragged Under, Grace, Heart Attack, huh. Kardashev? Oh, yeah. That's uh, the, Car- that's the uh, um, Ukrainian uh, Kardashians. <laughs> right. Death Metal Kardashian group. <laughs> Kardashev. Uh, <laughs> Kiss got a, a live album uh, off the soundboard. That probably sucks. Oh, we get to see Kiss this year at Aftershock. Oh, uh, yeah. That's going to yeah. be lame. Uh, I'll be going home early that night. Oh, really? Yeah. Don't, not a fan. You're not, you don't want to rock and roll all night and party every day? I'll do that on my own time. Oh, okay. Thank you, Gene Simmons. Gotcha. Uh, you can... No. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan. Uh, geriatrics. Hmm. Creator, Michael Monroe, Mood Ring. Oh. 
Those guys kind of sound like uh, Deftones. I, I was playing that new uh, Mood Ring on the garage the other day. Oh, okay. It reminded me a lot of the Deftones. So oh, if, cool. Uh, they're a newer group, so if you want to check that out. I love Deftones. Motionless and White, Seventh Wonder, The Tangent, Venus 5, Windrose, and Yatra, all new albums out in the cool. mech, rock and metal world this week. David, do you know? are you familiar with any of those folks? Uh, I'm more of a bluegrass kind of a guy. Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Fun story about David. We actually, um, we actually smuggled him from a... Bluegrass can't conquer. We just pulled we up actually, a yeah, there was, yeah, we, we uh, uh, kidnapped him at a bluegrass show and yeah. just brought him here. He doesn't know what's going yeah. on. We beat and him with a uh, with little um, with with bars of soap. And, and we socks. said, "Don't worry, we'll talk about bluegrass in yeah. some shape or form." And see, we did. Yeah, absolutely. So we we held up our end of the deal. Dragged under is a bluegrass <laughs> group. Uh, creator hate Uberalis. They're a bluegrass group. That is not true, um, Charles. That is, well, I, that is I, false information. Born into Chaos, there are blue, bluegrass. That is, <laughs> that is a straight bluegrass album. Actually, you're correct about that one. That one is the only bluegrass one on there. Yeah. Uh, all right, some tour news, death guys. Death Metal Banjo, David. <laughs> what? Death Metal Banjo. Death Metal Banjo. Like a oh, death Metal Bluegrass. Well, they do that already. That's online. They do, like, Slayer songs and do all they? that stuff. Yeah, and they oh, play okay. them in banjo. Yeah. No, all right. Cool. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah. Nice. It's some, something for everything in the corners of the internet, right? Um, all right, some tour news to kick it off. Asking Alexandria dropping off the tour due to lead singer Danny Warsnop's throat infection. Oh. So he's got to cancel the tour, but they're still doing the tour. Uh, so it's it's one of those things where you're not going to get a refund. Um, if you got any of these tour dates coming up in Nashville, Indianapolis, any of these places here, we got one in California at the mm, House yeah. of Blues uh, coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah. You will not get a refund. Uh, they are getting another band to fill in, and Nothing More, Atreyu, and Eva Under Fire are still playing. So Nothing More is going to take on the headlining dates. Oh, so, okay. Uh, well, that's that's cool. I've, I've, I listened to a little bit of Nothing More. They're okay. Their they're, new single's not cool. bad. Yeah. It's, what's, it's what's, right. uh, what's Atreyu like? Um, oh, I've seen them. A, we've seen them a couple of times. Yeah, lot. they're they're like a heavy almost. They do kind of. I think they have a kind of a rap rock kind of thing going on sometimes yeah. too. They're they're almost like a, a Bring Me the Horizon, some some something okay. similar okay. to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so those guys are still going to be on tour. It's just uh, asking Alexandria is dropping off you, vocal rest. Can you back up to the picture really quick? I actually thought that was Zach Galifianakis <laughs> when when you first showed yep. the picture uh, from the Hangover. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. Maybe like on a good day, just you know, lost yeah, a that's of like hot bod. I was gonna yeah, say, yeah, I think you would yeah. like that comparison. He looks, uh, he would look pretty slim there. Yeah, but why is he wearing a scarf? Come on, it's sunny. I know. What are you doing? I know. What are you doing? Maybe he's an anthropology grad student, <laughs> <laughs> or he could be at the Hogwarts like, Academy. Yeah, could have a uh, Hogwarts scholarship going on there. I, I put on a really good show tonight. <laughs> now All right, back to your lessons, Harry. Uh, so check that out. Uh, sorry if you guys got tickets for that, but uh, it's a bummer. Oh. Nothing you can really do. And also yeah. for this one, Strokes having to cancel another headlining show. They canceled their New Year's Eve one a couple days ago in Boston, and now this one at the oh, uh, Primavera sick. Sound uh, Festival. Yeah. Lame. Because uh, of COVID, they're saying the band is committed to returning full force in Stockholm and playing next weekend in Barcelona. We deeply apologize. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, bummer. I mean, who, but what are you going to do? Who was that? At, not not the last show, but the show before this, we were talking about somebody who was kind of uh, saying that, that, you know, there are some bands that are actually doing the responsible thing and they're canceling tours and they're canceling shows because of COVID. And there are some bands who are like canceling and using COVID as kind of an excuse. Right. Um, and that's kind of like an industry thing that we had never thought was happening because mm. we, we're all very supportive. We're like on the podcast, we're like, oh, awesome. Good job, guys. Like be responsible. Like, cancel. Right. And then as soon as this came up, we were like, 
Oh, shit. Are they yeah. using it as an excuse? Mm. Now there's insurance for that. Yeah. So a lot of um, they'll people, still get are, paid. they'll get insurance and they'll yeah. still get paid for the show. Uh, so anyway, you know, it's it would be unfortunate if they're kind of using that as an excuse for low ticket sales or they yeah. just don't feel like playing, that kind of a thing. So don't, we don't know, you know. Is it all a fraud? It, it could be. be. <laughs> it could be. It's conspiracy theory. I don't like, know. Yeah, like, show us like the proof. Show us the test. Like, you know, the guy on the band's got to be standing there with the, the test and be yeah. like, hey, guys, I tested negative. Special guest Alex Jones and Joe Rogan. Gay frogs. Gay frogs. You're all going to be gay and brainwashed. Crazy ass Alex Jones. Now the globalists are doing it. He actually listens to the podcast every week. Huge fan. And he gives us all kinds of fucking hate mail. He hates us. He listens to us religiously. I frame his hate mail. I have it framed. Thank you, Alex. We love you, man. No, we don't love you. Uh, Caribou <laughs> is going to be taking the Strokes' place in the festival lineup, and Mogwai is going to take Caribou's spot. Mogwai. Mogwai. Little Mogwai. So are all the band names nowadays, they're just names of things from Right. Caribou, Mogwai. I like it. I like it. Mogwai. This is a, it's a sort of a cyclical Absolutely. thing. It Dr. is. Dr. Jones. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. This was an interesting story. Rock radio personality, Sirius XM Little, uh, excuse me, Liquid Metal figurehead. Joe Mangan, oh. Jose Mangan, excuse me, is doing something to get back to the metal community. He has launched Headbang for Science, a nonprofit dedicated to helping metal-loving high schoolers focused on science and medicine get into college. Oh, so. he also fights the Terminator, right? <laughs> what? He's a liquid metal. Oh, liquid metal. Oh, okay, yes. He's liquid metal. What does that say? I what? don't know what that says. We can't say it. I get Sounds great. Thank you. All right. Oh, nice. Thank you, oh, because it's dark. We okay, couldn't see okay. it. We thought you were saying, fuck you, assholes, <laughs> on a big piece of paper. We were like, thanks, Dahlia. Th- thanks, Miss D. Okay, that that joke went right by me. So, yes, liquid metal because he's Terminator 2. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Because he's, he's Robert yeah. Patrick's two, character. Two, liquid 1, metal figurehead. Right. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's yes. right. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, cool. that is not true. After all, Mangan said as an announcement this week, educate him, led on, uh, led him on the path to being the metal ambassador of the airwaves. Now he wants to help other metalheads in their schooling. Headbang for Science provides an annual scholarship award to graduating high school seniors majoring in science and medicine and has financial need, 3.5 GPA, and is passionate about metal music. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. This is great. Yeah. It's the first and only public charity dedicated to headbangers who excel in science and want to pursue a medical career. All right. Applications open this September, the first award next spring, and Mangan already has popular metal band involved, Alt Metal Act Spirit Box, Mm. will donate proceeds from their VIP experience at their August 24th show in California to the organization. Okay. So he says, if it wasn't for my education, I would have never had this metallically blessed life i want to give back to our metal family help Mm. inspire kids to kick ass in school and set them on a path for success if i can influence a student to love metal and their grades we all win diehard metal fans can achieve national recognition and money for their educational achievements a lot of metal hard metal metal heads uh headbanger metallically blessed metal liquid metal metallically blessed life i've never heard that before metallically blessed life yeah aww that's cool. That's the new 80s sitcom. <laughs> Metallically Blessed Life? <laughs> yeah. It's Lars and all the guys, yeah. and they live like a 90s sitcom kind of fun style. That's where it. Exactly. Lars is like Uncle Joey, yeah. and he lives in the basement. He's into <laughs> hockey. He's all, hey! And Robert Trujillo is yeah. like um, the, the, the Joe, uh, what's the, the good one with the hair? Oh, oh fuck. 
I don't know. What's his name? Uh, G uh, John Scrapers. Stamos. No, John Stamos. Oh, John Stamos. Jeepers oh, straight Creepers. out of Uncle Jesse. What? what the hell are you thinking? Straight out of Full House. Oh, yeah, Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse. Yeah. Uncle, Uncle Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. I was thinking more of the, like, you know, the placards that you see up in people's houses uh-huh. that say, like, blessed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or like an blessed, old right? blessed. Or, or an like, old like, stitch work. Cursive, like old you know? fashion yeah. stitch work. Sort of crazy, quirky looking cursive. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's wow. true. Yeah, that would yeah. be horrible. James Hatfield's face. All right. Check it out. Some more rock news this week. Wolfgang Van Halen, the son of the late, great Eddie Van Halen, who passed yeah. away recently, is trashing this new Reels documentary that's uh, going to be airing on the Reels channel. It's that show called Autopsy. I don't know if you guys have ever seen an episode of it where they kind of like basically no. do an autopsy after the fact from some guy that's supposed to be a doctor, a certified whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they like, well, according to my autopsy that I'm looking at from... This uh, this is what caused his death, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, he died of cancer. Like, what? Why? Why? Why even do it? It wasn't even like some crazy drug overdose or anything like that. Like, what's the point? That's kind of what is what he's saying. It says the last hours of Eddie Van Halen autopsy will premiere on Sunday, June fifth. Van Halen died October sixth, twenty twenty, age of sixty five, battling throat cancer. Wolfgang linked uh, to a Blabbermouth article reporting on the show and tweeted. F Reels channel, F everyone that works on this show, and F you if you watch it. Yeah. F and disgusting, trying to glamorize someone's death from cancer, pathetic and heartless. Yeah. End quote. Being the caretaker of his father's legacy is something that he's taken extremely seriously. Not too long ago, he, th- he told us the fans shouldn't bank on seeing any Eddie Van Halen tribute projects emerging from the vast tape archive he left behind mm. either. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he says, that's not going to happen for a long time, even without the intention of the release. I want to at least at the very least, archive it properly and digitize it so everything is safe for years to come because it's going to be an incredibly difficult process and a very long process to properly get the material off the old tapes that I want to do it right. Oh, yeah. So, And I, th- I think he's you know handling all of this pretty well. I yeah. Mean, it seems like a lot of um, kids might, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a very cool show. No, anyway. it doesn't, and it seems pretty disrespectful to the family to be yeah, kind of hard stuff. selling ads and running a show that's not authorized by the family to do that. You know? Yeah, big time. So yeah, so fuck you, reels. Yeah, fuck off, reels. Um. So all right. So this was kind of a cool thing that happened. Bottle Rock over oh, the weekend. Metallically blessed. Metallically blessed. Uh-huh. You're right. I bet he has that shirt right there. It says that metallically that's, blessed. That's the the thing that you were talking about, like metallically blessed, but it's Kirk Hammett's face just like that. <laughs> Right behind it, <laughs> screaming like a banshee. Yeah, so they Dude, played a laugh, metallically blessed. <laughs> they played a little sideshow after Bottle Rock. So Metallica headlined Bottle Rock, but then they did a sideshow uh, with a group called Well, they called themselves the Wedding Band, and it was Metallica's Kirk Hammett, Robert Trujillo, as well as uh, Mark Osegeda of Death Angel, John Theodore from the Mars Volta. Queens of the Stone Age, along with Bad Wolves and God Forbid's Doc Coyle. Mm. So some pretty cool dudes in the group there. They did a bunch of covers from The Misfits, The Clash, Rick Derringer, even Robert Palmer and Cool in the oh, Gang. All right. Some Black Flag, Ramones, Black Sabbath, Motorhead, Dead Kennedys. They did a bunch of cool kind of stuff that they probably are just genuinely you know, fans of that oh, music yeah. and yeah. they don't get a chance to play in cheesy Metallica all the time, right? Mm. So I like seeing stuff like this. It makes me, you know have faith that these guys are still just they're regular dudes they have genuine good bands that they like to listen to and whenever they get the chance they want to get out there and play it right that's cool yeah when when i saw the picture earlier when you were scrolling through and it showed a picture of kirk hammett i thought you were going to talk about like you know i saw it on on some rock news thing where 
he like royally screwed up um, the solo to Nothing Else Matters recently. Oh, like, really? Yeah, and everyone was like all upset about it. I didn't see it. that, and, no. And, and there were people who were like, yo, he's been playing for... he." He probably has like a you know a, a thousand songs in his brain all the time. Like give the guy a break. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, I guess he like screwed it up on stage. He's pretty bad. He's always been getting uh, a lot of shit for his soloing and stuff. Kirk Hammett's yeah. it's kind of a running joke. Just and the same thing with Lars's drumming kind of prowess. They, oh they, yeah, they always get on his case because he's kind of sloppy and. Same thing with Kurt. He's always they always make fun of it the fact that he uses the wah pedal all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, right. so yeah, I'm sure it was kind of tied into all that. But Kirk's a fucking cool guy. Oh yeah, he's awesome. Who cares he's if he amazing, messed up a solo? Musician, right? Dude. I'm not going to yeah. report that. Big all right. Time. Anyway, so that was cool stuff. Uh, good for them recording or uh, playing all that stuff. Like oh a small yeah. Gig. Uh, speaking of small gigs. And uh, something I don't do very often. Judas Priest kicking off their European tour oh, without yeah. their, le- you know, here's the photo of what typically Robert Hal- Rob Halford looks like yeah. when he's playing with Judas Priest. Here's what he looks like <laughs> but, in, in the latest yeah. one. He looks like he just woke up and he's like, what are we playing? What, oh, yeah. what are we doing here? But he looks so much more like a real priest now. He does. I know, right? He looks like, like a Judas Priest. Like he's orthodox, priest. right? Yeah, like, that's very true. He uh, totally does. Metallically blessed. He's metallically blessed. <laughs> He's just playing uh, just regular old clothes. And uh, guitarist Richie Faulkner, he posted about it on social media. He said, last night in Berlin was glorious, something I've never done with the band before. No leather, no studs, no screens, no motorbike, no massive light show, no uh, just uh, exposed speakers, jeans, T-shirts, a small club. It was all about the music. All of us together in the raw power. It was truly great experience and one I'd love to do again sometime. I love that. Mm. It's great when you strip it all back to what it's all about. The music and the people of our great heavy metal community. Thank you for all. Uh, thank you all for making it such a special night. They're going to have to do that at Aftershock because uh, that'd be it's, badass. Yeah, it, even in October in in California, um, and I'm talking to you guys, uh, members of Judas Priest, because you guys love this podcast so much and you listen every single week. I'm, I'm telling you that even in October in, in the Central Valley in California, the upper, like, northern Central Valley, it's fucking hot. So you guys are probably going to be up there, not going to be wanting to wear the full leather and the studs and all that stuff. Oh, Miss D is asking, what do your shirts say? I love that your shirts look so cohesive. I, I haven't noticed that. Oh, yeah. I actually have to give a shout-out. I wore Go this ahead. shirt on purpose. Uh, my buddy at work, Drew Hart, went to Rochester... New York, and he went to the House of Guitars, which houses oh, cool. about 20,000 guitars. We were just talking about that last week on the podcast. Um, and he brought me and Lalo back a shirt. And this is from House of Guitars. Looks cool. Yeah, beautiful. absolutely. From Rochester, New York. Uh, he said he walked in, and there's a wall full of just Marshall, mar- like just stacks oh, yeah. of Marshall yep. going all the way up on the wall. And, yeah. um, and he said it's just guitars galore. Like, you can walk around there. I guess it would take a person a couple of days to actually look at every single guitar. And David's got the warrior support. And it had uh, to be there in the black. finals. Yeah. So. And it's yeah. black. It's very rock and roll. <laughs> it's very Judas Priest. You look right. just like Rob Halford. I strip it down. Usually I have the studs. Mine's stuff. the Overlook oh, Hotel, that. the hotel from The Shining. Absolutely. So those are our shirts, Miss D. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. They sure are. To uh, Rock and Roll Grimace. Oh, yeah. What's up with Travis Barker in a wig? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's up with him. Apparently, yeah. he's the basis for Motley Crue now. Oh, okay. Because that's Nikki Six. Yeah. And he says that he went on social media and everybody was asking why they aren't doing any VIP meet and greets or any kind of backstage stuff at all. Oh. And he tweeted to fans and he said, it's been exhausting 
trying to explain to people why we can't have guests backstage. Our fans have waited almost three years for this tour. If one of us got COVID and had to cancel the show, can you imagine the disappointment? Yeah. We're not here to take effing sel- selfies. This is for the fans. Oh. The Ooh. stadium tour uh, featuring the crew, of course, is with Def Leppard, uh, Poison, and Joan Jett. Who's the uh, the Cabbage Patch Kid on the left? That is Rock and Ooh. Roll Grimace, also known <laughs> as Vince Neil. Oh, who yeah, is a very, that. very large and bulbous man these days. Yeah. And hopefully is losing weight as we speak. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I picture he's on one of those old, like, 1950s things where it's like the vibrating thing that you just strap around. <laughs> and yeah. it just vibrates. The black hole yeah. yeah, like, sun. Video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what he's doing right now. Oh, man. I would probably <laughs> I, – I wouldn't normally see Motley Crue live um, just because eh. – but uh, but I would see Motley Crue live if he was on stage the entire time with two shake weights, just the, the entire time, <laughs> the just dual, doing shake dual weights. shake weighting it, yeah, just yeah. that, just shake weights, yeah, exactly. It would, yeah. it'd be to kick, stop my yeah. heart, yeah, yeah. stop. Shake He'd probably weight. have a heart attack. Dude, He'd that fall was off stage again. Motley Crue brought to you by Shake Shake Weight. Oh, I know, Shake right? Sponsored by Shake Weight. Oh, metallically blessed. And by everybody, Shake everybody in the crowd gets a free Shake Weight. Yeah, and just like cheering with them. Yeah, you yeah. Know? You ever seen the South Park episode with Shake Weight? Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's hilarious. Pretty bad. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and it like squirts the moisturizer <laughs> on her. Yeah, the yeah. cooling moisturizer the or cooling something. Liquid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good stuff. All right. Anyway. Get get uh, thin better there, you know, lose some weight. I don't know. <laughs> get, get thin better. Get I mean, thin better, better get there. Get thin, I mean, better. Get some weight loss going on there. Yeah. Seriously, though, for your health and for the tour. Oh, but. okay. I, I, I know what could ma- help you lose some weight. Um, the the protein-packed nutritional treat um, by Chicken Marrow Nubbins. Oh, Chicken Marrow yeah, Nubbins? Yeah, you would absolutely lose weight um, while... Well, you know, how about we just... Play a little ad for Chicken Marrow Nubbins and let everybody know what that's all about. Because yeah, pay attention, guys. They, they don't know. They don't know what Chicken Marrow Nubbins is yeah, all about. So it's, it's going to help you lose weight. Here, here we go. Let's do it. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Hey, Lalo. What's up, fool? What? What's that you claim, homeboy? Huh? Forget it, Dad. You're just not cut up on the 2020s lingo. No, no, no I'm hip, like a uh, island boys. Uh. No, no, like uh, like Katie Eilish, uh, Limp Biscuit. Uh, forget it, Square. What's the problem here, children? It's, it's Chicken Marrow Nubbins. Well, I'm hip, hip skippity doo. Did you just break through a load-bearing wall? Now gather round, children. Uh, I'm 43. Children, I want to know how cool you want to be. Cool as ice. Cool as chicken grease. As chicken marrow nubbins. So cool, that nubbins. So hot right now. And when you snack on my sweet, sweet chicken marrow, full of greasy spice and everything nice, you will be cool. So cool, like me, like the deity who met me. At the crossroads so long ago. What? Oh, nothing. Listen up, children. I'm cool, because I play this here harmonica. Fueled by the slick chicken greasy vitamin A to Z in my bag of chicken marrow nubbins. A healthy snack packed with protein once you get past the bone. Hey. Will eating those greasy, broken sticks in the oven make me look like a cool dad in front of Lalo? Oh, sure. You bet. Well, 
I don't know. Shut up. Wait, get in the box. <laughs> Wait, are those sirens? Chicken marrow nubbins is so cool. Damn Skippy. Now get yourselves a bag of my nubbins today. Those are sirens. They're getting closer. You know, how do you bust through walls anyway? I mean, looks like PCP strength. Gotta go. He put another hole in the wall. But he filled the hole in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so Chicken there you go. Marrow Chicken nubbins. marrow nubbins. Yeah, I mean, Chicken come on. Yeah, and he, he cares about your health. That's, yeah. you know, chicken marrow nubbins. That's how you lose weight. If you eat two bags of chicken marrow nubbins a day, you are guaranteed to lose at least five pounds a week whilst using methamphetamines. Uh, you will be fine. <laughs> you, you Slight disclaimer there. Simultaneously. <laughs> All right, so check it out. Some more Let's rock news for you. Uh Def Leppard uh, looking, I don't know, kind of yep. uh, unique these yeah. days. Like, um, is that Michael Stipe? That is not Michael Stipe. That is uh, Joe Elliott and oh, okay. the Kristen other, Dunst? The other guy. Is that, is that Michael Stipe <laughs> and an old Kristen Dunst? <laughs> it is not. Oh, is that a Targaryen? It could be, yes. I think That's he was on Game Targaryen. of Thrones as the old um, the White Walker. Yeah, uh, absolutely. The, white, the king that, of the White Walkers. Is that, is that a frail old Lord Voldemort and a Targaryen? <laughs> Good old Def Leppard. We love oh, them. Oh, yeah. They're huge fans of the show, Pour too. some sugar on me in the name of love. But this is actually a pretty good little quote that he talks about here, believing in the art of the long-form, full-album format. Mm. He was talking about it uh, in Rock Candy magazine and explaining why creating full-length LPs still works for the band and its fans. And he says, when we got together in 2014, we noticed a trend of people releasing one song a month. They might bang them all together on an album two years later. Other people were just doing EPs. Mm. He went on to explain, maybe for a younger generation, an album isn't important because they just didn't grow up when it was. But we did. We grew up in the era of Ziggy Sardust, Dark Side mm. of the Moon, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, the greatest double album of all time, in my humble opinion. That's where we come from. You can't unscramble an egg. We invested in laying on the bed and looking at the sleeve, reading every word. Uh, Joe Elliott, who's thrilled with the reaction of their new album, he says, quote, I don't think many legacy artists perform new music. We do. We play new stuff, but it's horses for courses. I don't know what the hell that means. Horses for, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, leopard fans want photograph. They want pour some sugar. Only a fool goes, I'm going to play you my entire new album. Anyone goes, here are 12 songs for my new album is going to clear the dance floor. Don't batter people with the new stuff. If it's good enough, let it become part of the set further down the road. All right, so quote. Joe Elliott, obviously, like, his thought process is, like, writing random shit on confetti and just throwing it in the air. Because <laughs> that's what that, that's essentially that whole paragraph. It, it, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, yeah, I think what he's basically saying is that the fans want the hits. But you don't want to play your full album of new music either at yeah. the same time. You want to have a balance of throwing in the new tracks, but don't bang them over the head with it. Not yeah. like you'd play the whole new album front to back. Yeah. Because like you said, you're going to clear the floor out. No one's going to be hanging around. No one wants to hear the, the new Def Leppard album. I wish you would have said it just like, like that. that. I wish you would have said it just like that. That would have been <laughs> fine. Well, anyway, but I, I th what do you guys think about that with um, you know bands these days not doing like concept albums, double albums, full albums in general? Are you a fan? Do, do you want a band to have that nice full album with the artwork? Do you like looking at that type of a thing? Or is it more just like, ah, whatever, I'll just add it to my iTunes or my Pandora? 
I mean, for me, yeah. I can really respect that. I think that's something that, that we're losing, that tactile experience that really sticks with you. Like, as a young person, you get that first album and you really care about it. Like, yep. That's something I think uh, if people are coming out with new things, then that drives that drives that that tendency among new new consumers of music that they're going to actually they're going to buy it for that new thing. Do you think right? that's why we're seeing such a big increase in vinyl sales? Like maybe the younger generation I, starting. I, I think. I mean, I know like for me, bands that they hear about, like for example, some younger kid that's maybe twelve, thirteen, and they hear about a group called the Sex Pistols. Mm-hmm. They see the album at Barnes and Nobles. And then maybe they're more inclined to buy that big album with the artwork and the lyric sheet compared to uh, finding it on iTunes or something. And the whole experience of pulling the album out, putting it on the turntable. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my family, there's people love doing that. Yeah. Like my kids, they don't care about uh, turning it on the, the phone. But right. my little daughter, she'll pull out the album and put it on the turntable, yeah. and that's yeah. fun for her. So. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Super fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so I, I agree with him. Uh, even though he's uh, looking, looking like um, <laughs> the uh, ice, the ice king from Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, big and time. Nonsensical and storm his, is coming. Yeah. All right, so we got rock birthdays to get to. Yeah. Let's get to the, um, the little transition here uh, for rock birthdays. Nice. Uh, here we go. Rock birthdays time. Let's do it. Rock birthdays. Nice. Of the oh, week. we still don't have music for it, huh? No, we don't. I need to rock do birthdays. Yeah. Of the week. All right, Fabrizio Moretti, uh, the drummer of the Strokes. Uh, we were just talking about the Strokes. That's right, and they yeah. canceled, so yeah. that sucks. He he is currently the meaning of life. He's the the he's currently forty two. The meaning of life. The meaning of everything. What is that? He's forty two. What is? Forty-two. My my uh, my Douglas Adams uh, geek friends will understand the concept, but he also. God, I'm trying to figure out who he looks like right there. God, he looks like he looks like it's gonna come to me later. He looks like he looks like an actor. Guess who his girlfriend yeah, is? I feel that. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Guess who his girlfriend is? She's a very funny actress. Nicki Minaj. No, that is not a funny actress. Uh, Zoe Halle Berry. Chanel. She is an actress, but she's not funny. Um, no, that's a good guess. Tilda, uh, Tilda Sweeney, do Tilda Sweeney, do no, could couldn't be her. No, no. no. My God, Kristen Wiig, really? Oh. Yeah. Okay, cool. They're, yeah, they're yeah. a couple. Nice. I was like, that's pretty cool. God, who does he look like? He's uh, killing me over here. I don't know. It's yeah, a guy, tiny bit Bruno Mars. Look at this guy. Hey, yeah, Wait. maybe maybe a little football player. What's the name of the quarterback for the Chiefs? Oh, I don't know any football players. Uh, Chiefy McChiefer guy. No, it's uh, Mahomes. Football McThrow-It-Far. I think it's Football McThrow-It-Far. That's his name. (laughs) He looks like if the Mars Volta had a face. Uh huh. That's what he looks like. Well, he actually looks like Cedric from the Mars Volta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's like if he was like a more presentable, non-coked out version of him. He looks like he should lead an orchestra. Yeah, with his beat, with his Beats by Dre. Yeah, headphones there. All right. Good for you. Happy birthday. Oh, uh, this is a, the second or third um, member of Mata Hoople um, that's had a birthday. Uh, Ian Hunter 
He's a singer, guitarist, pianist, and he's also a soldier in a tinker type army. Right. Um, somewhere. I think that's after from the, the Revo- show. Revolutionary War. I think yeah, he yeah. actually fought with uh, George Washington. Yeah. After the show, he's I thought going it was to... the Crusades. He's got that little. Cross. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There shaped you go. Like a cross there. Oh, that's I right. I know who that's that the, is. The Iron Cross guitar. <laughs> right? I know who that is. That is Lestat. Lestat? Yeah, Who's from that? Interview with the Vampire. That's, ah, <laughs> that's who that is. He does look like a vampire. He does. Yeah, I think those are yeah. George Washington's wooden teeth, actually, that he's wearing right Oh, yeah, there. absolutely. He's, and he's hiding yeah. his eyes from the, the sun so he doesn't, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't become yeah. a gargoyle, stone gargoyle. He's 83 years My young. God, 83. Ian Hunter. Looking pretty good. Yeah, he's looking good for yeah. him. He's looking pretty good. I can't wait to see what happens when I go see the Nutcracker Suite. And I see you dancing around. <laughs> and he comes sir. out with that Iron Cross guitar. <laughs> I can't wait. And dancing around. I cannot wait. Oh, it's going to be awesome. That All was right. it? What That's the it? fuck? Only two man? birthdays. I know. I told you. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? So let's get to that trivia, shall we? This week in rock and roll history, trivia. All right, it. yes. It is time for this week in rock and roll history trivia. Oh, Miss D said she's waiting on the Amazon shipment for um, Chicken Marrow Nubbins. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. It, it's probably going to take a couple weeks. They're back-ordered. It's really popular. Luckily, they stay fresh in the bag. They, they, they well, should. the supply chain is like really That's right. They, they could be those. tied up in L.A. and on, on a dock somewhere. All right. Yeah, they're in a dock somewhere with safety interlocks from Alan Bradley. <laughs> All right. All right, let's get to some trivia. (laughs) This week in rock and roll history trivia, guys. This week in 1964, all right? Let's go all the way back to 1964. This is the first U.S. tour for this breakthrough U.K. band, Mm. and it debuted in Lynn, Massachusetts. Okay. Was it A, the Beatles? Was it B, the Rolling Stones? Was it C, Pink Floyd? Mm. Or was it D, Cocaine Crosby's Poopin' in the Pub Tour of 64? Oh, I love that tour. I remember that tour. I'm a lot older than I look. You were uh, there? I was there. Yeah, no Cocaine kidding. Crosby's Poopin' in the Pub Tour of 64. And uh, uh, and it was great, because in Lynn, Massachusetts, uh, I was there. Uh, just do- I, was doing- I was working in an oil refinery. Man, you look and, um, great for your age. I know, I do. I do. <laughs> You're God, as old that as that I'm... guy from Mott the Hoople. I am. I used to hang out with him all the time. We, we <laughs> toured with the Nutcracker Suite. <laughs> <That's>... so, <laughs> so you were there before they closed down all the like the mercantile factories? And I was there. Like... I was there. Like, I mean, I was there in the book Interview with the Vampire. <laughs> you were actually there. I was there with, yeah, right. with my good friend Lestat from Mott the Hoople. Um, it's around the time so, of the Triangle Shirtwaist <laughs> Fire, right? <laughs> Okay. Uh, so yeah, pooping in the pub tour. That was that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and that's literally all he did. He just loaded up on cocaine, took a fat shit on the center of the pub, and then he just walk away and hum. And we'd be like, it was like you know, because in '64 it was not long after the Beatnik generation, right? They you know, it was like Al- an art yeah, thing. Alan Ginsberg was still alive. Yeah, it was you like know, an art- he, artistic. Yeah, he, I did that when I was like four. Yeah. He did a rendition of Howl right after that happened. Okay. He, he stood up and did that. Oh, you did that when you were four? You yeah, I didn't think anyone. Well, I didn't think anyone was going to notice. <laughs> was I, it in a pub? Well, or I wasn't where. No, it was. It was in the hallway in the uh, house. I mean, yeah. Of if your parents were taking I you thought to a it looked pub. Like, I thought it looked kind of like a fossil. It was all curled up, and I <laughs> ran away really quick. 
I also take my took my four year old to pubs and let them shit. <laughs> that's where, yeah. When the bathroom line's too long, that's where you go. You just let him yeah. go in the pub. Yeah, that you just let him do his thing. He's fine. Yeah. Uh, that's just the Nautilus fossil. It's okay. <laughs> it's a Nautilus fossil. Oh, that's a dope band name. That was my avant-garde. Yeah, my avant-garde jazz band. Nautilus fossil poop. Nautilus fossil. Just Nautilus fossil. Nautilus fossil poop was already taken. Yeah, poop Uh, just said Nautilus fossil, right? Yeah. What do you guys think? So, is it pooping in the pub tour? Pink Floyd, Uh, Rolling Stones, Beatles. What do you think, David? Uh, I'll go. uh, The Beatles a little earlier. I don't know. 64 is all is right the, around this time. They, I, I'll go with the Beatles. Going with the Beatles? Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones? I'm going to go with Pooping in the Pub Tour. Ooh. I think that might be it. Pooping in the Pub Here's a picture. Tour. Can you tell who it is? Oh, it's Rolling, it's Rolling Stones. Stones. It was the Rolling Stones, their yeah. debut tour this week in 1964. Uh, at the uh, Lynn Mass... Uh, it was like the fairgrounds yeah. or something crazy. Look at them. It's just like... There's some cops wait, waiting to tackle some young girls trying to oh, yeah. get up there. Yep. And there and, and if you look to the you can't see it in the picture, but on the left hand side, there's a four year old David taking a shit on the floor. <laughs> He's pooping <laughs> in the pub. It looks like a fossil. <laughs> He's pooping in the pub. <laughs> yep. You can see it. All right. Ooh, uh, another we, one. We got another one, guys. I know, right? right? That's I know the rolling, rolling stones. Did you see that stone rolling we got another one, guys. This week in 1958, a band musician invents this term for a new genre of music at the time with a popular single, Let's Go Trippin'. Mm. What new genre of music was it? Was it A, heavy metal, B, surf music, mm. C, psychedelic rock, or was it D, Crosby's <laughs> crack rock? Just just a simple new term there that hadn't been used. Yeah, um, yeah. Apparently. Yeah. So what do you think? 1958. Inventing this term with a new single, "Let's Go Trippin'." What do mm. you guys think? I know who made. I know who made that that term uh, for Crosby's crack rock, uh, and it was Wilford Brimley. A uh, young Wilford Brimley. <laughs> young Wilford Brimley. Uh, yeah, what it, it came up with the concept of Crosby's crack rock. What was the concept? Uh, it was just uh, honestly, it was just him and Wilford Brimley getting into a mustache war. They just, were just, just tugging on each other's. Oh wow! Yeah. Is and, that and so? Cocaine flying everywhere. Let's ask my uncle Wilford about that. It was jingly. <laughs> ask him about it. Okay, ask I will. Him. Yeah, it was jingly in the in the in the mustaches. Jingly. Yep. Uh, that's it's got to be psychedelic rock, right? I, 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 I think so because yeah. the surf music was. That's yeah. that's a little later, right? I yeah. don't know. I don't know, guys. I think. I don't think. So. Uh, that's, well, it's all right around the same 50s, time. Uh, yeah. All of this yeah. stuff was kind of, you know, in its infancies and yeah. all of that. Uh, so yeah. you guys going? But psychedelic, right? That was like Timothy Leary. I think it's surf. I'm going to go with surf. <sighs> surf music, Ooh. and then right. you're, are you sticking music. with psychedelic? Yeah, I think so. Just for shits and giggles, like okay. they say on the streets. All right. Well, it is actually surf music. Oh, okay. Dick, Dick Dale. Dale and his Deltones Dick had the Dale. song "Let's Go Trippin'." Look at Dick Dale, which was uh, about taking a trip to go surfing. Okay. Dick Dale's left-handed guitarist. He is, and he was a badass dude. Uh, he had that. Did he not have a left-handed guitar? What, what, what's going on here? Well, a lot of them were more expensive. Why... That's the same thing with Hendrix. Uh, he played an upside-down right-handed one because, uh, or whatever, restrung it. 
because it was cheaper to oh. buy a right-handed guitar. Left-handed guitars were like six or seven hundred dollars compared to the other ones, which were like a hundred. Okay. So, oh, that's that must have been super difficult. Yeah, and you would restring it, and yeah, basically or play it upside down the way he did, uh, which is pretty wild. You know, that's insane. Those, yeah, a lot of those dudes back then, yeah, they were pretty revolutionary like that. They just learned that way, you know. And yeah. It's a, yeah. He probably got that guitar. When he was younger or something, his dad, right, and bought him just the regular one, and he learned it that way. And yeah, yeah. It's a trip. Same thing with Hendrix. However you play it, as long as it makes noise. Yep. And he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. All right, so movie TV entertainment news this week, guys. Oh, yeah. Look at Pirate Johnny. <laughs> Yar. Yar. Uh, Johnny. He's, he's had plenty of Krill Reserve. <laughs> Johnny Depp likes the Krill Reserve. Yar. Uh, apparently, after the closing arguments in his defamation trial, he went and hit the stage with Jeff Beck. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, he did a surprise appearance at Jeff Beck concert in England. He joined uh, Jeff Beck on stage on Sunday to perform their rendition of John Lennon's Isolation. They also did some Marvin Gaye and Jimi Hendrix. Uh, he was uh, listed as an unexpected co-conspirator on his website for the oh, tour. okay. He also writes that the pair have been working on music together for a while now, so they're actually going to record some stuff. All so. right, cool. Interesting. I mean, he just won, he just won the, the $15, $15 million. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess he was kind of celebrating a little bit over yeah, there. Uh, that's rocking. cool. He is a, I mean, he's a guitar player, rocking, rocking dude. He's been playing for a long time. Yeah. I, he was in a group, I think they were called, like... Hollywood Vampires. Hollywood Vampires, yeah. that's right. Mm. With Alice Cooper. Yeah, Alice Cooper. And yeah. uh, who else? Some other dude from, like, Rat or some shit. Yeah, yeah. One of those, like, 80s L.A. bands. Something like it's that. It's like Tracy Guns or something. Yeah, and that yeah. weird bald dude from Def Leppard. <laughs> we're not going to go back from, up to him. Nosferatu from Def Leppard. All right, check this out. Beavis and Butthead are going to be actually streaming for the first time in almost 10 years. Oh, okay. Their first new episodes uh, on Paramount+. Plus. It's called Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. Mm. And according to the trailer, it's going to be released on Thursday. Well, uh, oh, the, the trailer was released on Thursday, June 2nd, but it's coming out June 23rd. And it promises to be, quote, the dumbest science fiction movie ever made. Oh, great. And That's quote. perfect. So that is perfect. You see these nice time-lapsed photos they have? Uh, apparently, these are supposed to be them uh, now. Yeah, after the, the the original series. I mean, it looks legit. That's pretty good. Yeah, right? I like that. I like Fat Butthead. <laughs> yeah, and Old Beavis looks like the lady from the Golden Girls. He does. <laughs> <laughs> the old one. He does. <laughs> right. That's funny. I'm gonna watch that. That lo- that looks good. So that's cool. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, funny. it's it's not going to hit the same. It's not going to be as funny. Uh, I, but Mike Judge is a genuinely funny writer guy. He's, amazing. He's a hilarious I mean, voice actor. Idiocracy, um, Office Space. I was a huge uh, fan of King of the Hill. Oh my god, King oh. of the Hill is pretty funny. I mean, oh, Butthead really looks like a hatchet fish. He does. <laughs> he, does. <laughs> he does. Man, that is that looks good. I want to see more of Old Butthead and Old Beavis. That looks pretty good. I like that. Um, all right, so that's coming out June 23rd. Um, so did you guys hear about this? Norm MacDonald, his last comedy special, no, uh, is now streaming on Netflix. It's called Nothing Special. <laughs> and uh, it's um, his last performance that he did, basically, that he recorded. He was in the middle of recording this Netflix special when he passed away. Oh, wow. And he had basically some rough takes that they were doing, you know, that they're going to release now as the full film. Uh, and he was working through a lot of his jokes, so it was kind of it's more 
kind of relaxed, and uh, they say it's like the gentler side of Norm because normally he's pretty kind of you know oh yeah scathing kind of you know uh, comic you know but I guess he, he's kind of just chill on this one and apparently there's some commentary uh, from David Letterman, Dave Chappelle, Molly Shannon, Conan O'Brien, Adam Sandler, David Spade. Uh, they all kind of pay tribute to him on this Netflix special. Oh, cool! It was filmed during the pandemic. And McDonald makes a jokes Zoom style as he faces the screen in a baseball cap wearing headphones and talking into a mic. Oh, okay. So awesome. It's kind of one of his last little stand-up things. So kind of interesting. Yeah, so. looking forward to that. Check Norm that very out. Very funny, funny guy. Yep. Yeah, uh, totally. I loved his deadpan like deadpan humor and approach to telling jokes. Oh, he yeah. always had that twinkle in the eye. Too. Yeah, 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 that, that kind of like wink, you know, like yeah. you knew he was messing with you, you know. Turd Ferguson. <laughs> Turd Ferguson, that's <laughs> yeah. right. That was one of the best characters yeah. on Saturday Night Live. Oh, H- yeah. Him and Will Ferrell, that dynamic they had on that. Yeah. Oh, my God, that Big stuff time. was so good. Yeah. R.I.P. Norm MacDonald. Um, all right, so <laughs> did you guys hear about poor Bam Margera? Oh, he just, <gasps> he keeps going down. He This is another setback for him. A.K.A. Vince Neal. <laughs> he looks like me. No. <laughs> no, no way. No way. Bam no is, way. Bam's looking rough, man. Uh, footage obtained by TMZ on Thursday shows Jackass star Bam Margera fa- uh, falling and breaking his arm oh. at the Hobbit Skate Park in Delray Beach, Florida. I love the name of that skate park. Uh, he apparently was performing a trick he hadn't tried in over a year when he sustained the injury. Not yeah. smart. When he landed, he says his arm bent backwards with the bones nearly oh. breaking through the skin. Wow. He had reportedly been attending an AA meeting across the street when he decided to attempt the stunt. So what the heck was he thinking, oh, man? Oh, man. Uh, Bam. So, and what they were saying, too, is that he's not going to be given pain meds for this because of his addiction mm-hmm. uh, and that he's going to have to fight this. Uh, sober, and it's going to be really tough for him. Oh yeah, because uh, he's not going to be able to take the meds that he's used to. Yeah. So hopefully he doesn't relapse because of this. Because when something like this happens, uh, some of the guys they'll find a way to get what they want. Oh yeah. Know, yeah. Oh, remember what Steven Tyler said when we talked about the last podcast? Yeah. He was like the real drug pushers are doctors, not not drug dealers in the street, but doctors. Like Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, David. I don't know if you heard, he's back in rehab. Is he now? Yeah, the lead singer from Aerosmith. And he's been back and forth. He's had a really tough time. But it was because he had um, foot surgery, and they gave him medication, mm. prescribed medication that he got addicted to and forced him back into rehab. And he was talking about it like on Dr. Phil. We were reading the quote. Yeah. It was like from 2013. Dr. Oz. Dr. Yeah. Oz. That's what it was. Horrible. And both of them horrible. Yeah, both of them charlatans. <laughs> you know, fucking snake oil salesmen. Yeah. Anyway, they, he was talking with them, and he's like, this was from 10 years ago. And he was like, the drug deal, the real drug dealers are the doctors. I'm mm. telling them I have a previous history with addiction. I'm addicted to opioids. And they're still trying to push him pain medication. Mm-hmm. You know, prescribe it to him. And that's how a lot of our... Rock and roll heroes have died. Tom Petty was prescribed yeah. fentanyl and stuff oh, like yeah. that, and yeah. he died. Yeah, Dolores O'Riordan from the Cranberries. There's yep. a lot of Prince. artists. Prince, yep. Michael what? Jackson. Yep. Uh, there was a lot of people that were prescribed stuff and ended up killing them. So it's just, it's just sad. And just, I hope Bam gets better. I really, honestly hope he doesn't relapse because he's right on the brink, man. I've yeah. been no- reading nothing but bad press about him. He's looking um, rough, man. He's looking really rough. Yeah. He's had a couple relapses and re, uh, you know resets. So hopefully this doesn't set him back too much. He was at an AA meeting, so 
to me, that's a good sign that at least he was there at the AA meeting. Maybe he felt like this invigoration of like, I'm sober. I think I can do this, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. But it, he just wasn't capable and he shouldn't have been doing a crazy ass trick the way he was. So. Yeah, no, I know. He's not even in the shape to do it. No. Yeah, definitely not, not in the shape to do so it. So get better, dude. Yep. Get 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 your stuff together. Get better. I, I this past Sunday, uh, jacked up my back. <laughs> trying to get a 1,000cc Kawasaki Concourse motorcycle onto its center stand. Uh-oh. Instead of reaching out to my buddy Matt Tillett, who fucking works on bikes, and having him come over and help me, I, like, basically said, hey, Lalo, can you help me get this, you know, 500-pound bike onto a center stand? And I ended up jacking up my back, and I had the tough realization that, holy shit, I'm 43 years old. You can't be doing I that. can't be doing this stuff anymore. You know, especially yep. with, with, you know, the career and life and stuff and not working out as much as I used to. Like, I just can't do it. So Bam Margera, dude, he's looking worse than I am. <laughs> and he's about my same age. Yeah. And and uh, and he's out there trying to, you know, bust these crazy skateboard tricks. Like, it's just it's just not going to happen. His body doesn't work the same way. No, and it's, it's tough. It's tough for people like that to accept. And yeah. he's one of those guys where he's like a big kid still. And he's yeah. still trying to live like a kid. And it's like you can't do that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. Or you can, but you have to do it responsibly and with oh, yeah. the right safety equipment and do it in the right way, which he clearly was not. So Yeah, like well, I, I, still, I, say, I still skate. I still skate all the time. Me but too. I got, I got okay. envy for that. What? I think I had that realization that I can't do all those things when I was about 22. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 22. <laughs> what was that age? Why Why that age? <laughs> Just was some, Did something happen? I was, uh, I was skateboarding in Thailand. Oh, okay. And I hadn't been skateboarding for a a year. No, for about two years. And I thought, hey, you know, California Dave, I'm going to show these guys how to skate. Yeah. And I was wearing dress shoes, you know, I was kind of dressed up. (laughs) Can we call you this? This is good. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. This, oh, that's a good idea. Hell yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> California Dave. It, wor- it didn't work out. Oh, okay. It didn't work out. And I, re- I just got up and I looked up at the Thai moon and thought, it's all down here. What am I here. doing? Yeah. <laughs> California Dave and the Thai moon is is going to be the, the. That was my avant garde jazz band in yeah. high school. California Dave and the <laughs> Thai moon. moon. Yeah, I love that. That was a good band, man. I that love was that. A, that was a good group. I right. ate it pretty bad on a skateboard recently and. Um, and the one thing that I was happy about that I that you probably know, like if you're if you spend any time behind a on a skateboard, you know you get used to like tucking when you fall, like you immediately do it so that you don't take the brunt of the impact like face forward. So you know, forty something years old, and I'm I'm you know riding my skateboard around at night, and I hit a rock, you know, skateboarder's worst enemy, yeah. and I go face forward, and I tucked into a roll, and that's probably like what saved my ass. Yeah, like having that instinct. Yeah, instead of putting yeah. your hands out there. Oh yeah, that's where that's how I broke my wrist uh, back in the day uh, skateboarding. Uh, Oof. Yeah. What about aggressive inline skating? That Oof. too. <clears throat> I broke my uh, arm doing that. Really? Uh, yeah, I thought. Uh, I was at a skate park in Monterey, and I thought the street spine was a launch ramp, and so I approached it as such, and it shot me straight up in the air because of the vert, and I just slammed on my hand. I had wrist guards and everything, and it still broke my arm because I was that high up in the air, and it just, like, unexpected. My arms were flailing and stuff. Then Arlo Eisenberg made fun of you. And he skated. Uh. Yeah, he came by and did a little fish brain, and he's like, ha-ha, fucking loser. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> Look at you. That's all a true story. All right, check it out. Chelsea, this is a cool story. Uh, you're like, why? who cares about the sale of a soccer company? But this is really cool because they, 
They transferred the ownership from Roman Abramovich. Hmm. He was a Russian Robo. oligarch, and they said, fuck you because you're from Russia, and you guys are doing horrible things in the world and the invasion of Ukraine. The British government sanctioned him for what it was called enabling of the invasion, right? Oh, okay. So they sold it to this new guy, Mark Walter, mm. who actually um, owns the Dodgers in the L.A. Dodgers. Wow. Um, and so now they sold it to him for $3.2 billion. It's the highest price ever paid for a sports team. But get this. The British government approved the sale last week after ensuring that Abramovich couldn't profit from it and said the proceeds of the sale will be used for humanitarian purposes no. in Ukraine. So wow. that's that's a real like giving it to this guy yeah, because it's not only did we yeah. take your team away from you, uh, we all the proceeds from the sale is going to the country that you're trying yeah. to invade and, and conquer. So and doesn't Mark so Walter they, look like the coolest dude to like have a beer with? He looks like a pretty beer. cool, pretty cool billionaire. Gotta yeah. say, he could run for senate. I know. Yeah, right? he probably could. <laughs> He'd probably be better than half the people in there if he's doing stuff like this where. The sale of it's going to humanitarian uh, purposes in the $3.2 billion range. Yeah. That makes a huge difference. It's not, you know, uh, Ashton Kutcher, here's a million dollars. It's like, who the fuck cares, you know, in the gist of things. $3.2 billion? Yeah. That's Bill Gates money. That's like, oh, that, yeah. That's good stuff. Pretty good deal for the British government, too, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, they yeah, just he... nationalized the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. This is ours now. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're going to sell it. Well, it's some guy from LA, oh, yeah. though. He's not even from Britain. This guy is uh, he's uh, the owner of the LA Dodgers, Mark yeah. Walter. He's fucking just. That's some, incredible. Some guy. That's incredible. I love anyway, it. So, I love it. That's a super positive story. Uh, Todd Bowley and, and Mark Walter, they're the owners now. So, Okay, right. this was a hilarious story. Oh, I saw the video Did you guys this. see this? Did oh, you see yes. this, David? Man, oh, yeah. re- the headline reads, Man disguised as old woman throws cake at what? Mona Lisa. Yeah. Yes. And here's this, a, this is this Doubtfire? Here's a picture of the guy. Yeah. Look at <laughs> Yeah. Here's, here's a picture of him. He had a wig on. He really threw the cake? Yeah, oh, yeah. Look at the cake right there. But it's in a protective glass, so it actually didn't get onto the painting. Oh, yeah. There's no way. That, he disguised yeah. himself as an old woman in a wheelchair. He had a wheelchair and everything. And he threw a piece of cake at the Mona Lisa. Before I tell you what the cause was, what do you think his message, his whole reasoning behind this, Oh, what do you think his purpose of doing this was? Um, you know what? I so I did. I didn't. You never. Into it. I saw the video, but I didn't really get into that that much. Um, I just want you guys to guess. Guess something. I mean, it, it's got to be something regarding, like maybe. I will um, say it's like a valid cause, but you know, it's got to be like about childhood obesity. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great guess. I wouldn't have thought of that. That's pretty good. Childhood. I'm gonna go. It's got to. Have to do something with like QAnon or something. QAnon? Oh, that's a good oh, guess too. Yeah, that was good. Mona Lisa, she's spying yeah. on us. Is that Marjorie Taylor Green? That, that's what I was going <laughs> to say. Who the that fucking is? That's to Kristen Wiig. Yeah. That's Kristen Wiig. No, it's not. It's some fucking young guy. All right, here's he did it because there are people who are destroying the earth. Think of the earth. Think about it. Artists tell you, think of the earth. That's why I did this. End quote. <laughs> Think okay. of the earth. <laughs> All right. All right. I love he that. He has a piece of cake on the Mona Lisa. I, I love that. But wouldn't you choose like a, <laughs> a, a landscape or. No, you know? Mona Lisa. Why not? Yeah. 
No, I'm going to dress up as an old lady in a wheelchair and throw a cake at the Mona Lisa. Oh, it might be memorable oh enough in and of itself. I mean, look at us right now. We're talking about it. Yeah. I know where I've heard that before. That, our... that, that was not original words that he's saying. That was from uh, the David Crosby band. No kidding. Those were lyrics Those from are, the song. That's as, from that tour. He, like, was that the po- That was the oh, Poopin' yeah. in the Pub tour that, lyrics. That's what I knew I recognized no, that shit, man. He what was like, think of the... Uh, the people who right, he was just singing that as he was pooping on the floor. Yeah, well, that was a right. cover. <laughs> yeah, that was a cover. That was a cover. That wasn't that was a, a cover. Car- yeah. That was original. a cover of California Dave and the Thai Moon. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> California Dave and the Thai Moon did yeah. it first. I love that song. Have it's a piece wonderful. of cake, Mona Lisa. Yeah, absolutely. Think of the earth. and the yep. scarf that he was a. That's a good scarf. That's a very convincing student. scarf too. That's very old lady. I mean, I could see how he got through security. Yeah, look at that horrible wig and hat that he's wearing. Like what? The mm-hmm. art types. Mona Lisa. That a, is true. He has some tivas on, and he drove there in a <laughs> Subaru. Some tivas. <laughs> <laughs> some sanooks. Some sanooks. Yeah. Some sanooks. <laughs> I have my scarf. my Tom's shoes here and my Bumba socks. <laughs> <laughs> my and my orange scarf. My purchase has paid for another child to have this <laughs> same pair of socks. Oh All right, anyway. man! All right, too I like funny. It. All right, so this is a cool story. Oh, huh? That's interesting. Look look at this headline, Charles. Former NASCAR driver helps rescue donkeys from shrinking <laughs> island. <laughs> How can we not talk about this? I've that's seen like a fucking, this. That's like a fucking Rick and Morty episode. <laughs> like That's like the title. You saw this, David? I saw this somewhere. This is in the Merced Sunstar. It was no because way. it's a local thing. Yes. NASCAR driver Kenny Shepard because it has to do with Lake McClure. And Kenny Shepard is actually... <laughs> A, a really cool guy. He's like a, a charity guy. He's very involved in like donating for charity. He's a really cool dude. And California's Lake McClure, these donkeys apparently had wandered off from a larger herd that lives in the area. They were stranded due to the water level rising, cutting them off from the main body of the land. The rescue took three weeks to plan, with Kenny Shepard paying for much of it. Oh. He worked with local government agencies, and they actually welded this little barge here. To get them off onto this thing, they okay. created a structure on the island and welded this barge so they could get it, uh, get these donkeys out of there. All right, isn't that cool? I just thought that was pretty Some neat. ingenuity. That is all for two donkeys. Yeah, and I mean that's pretty fucking cool. I, I know it's, <laughs> it's awesome. Cool. They really and now they got this barge asses. to like you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you can really save their ass. That is yeah, good. That's good. Yeah, that is. Good stuff. Real quick with that one, Dave. California Dave. All right. <laughs> we got uh, the last story here. It's not really a story, Ooh. but a question. Yes. As we finish up the episode, guys. What should we bring back from the past? Mm. A Reddit thread this week was popular and asked, what should we bring back from the past? Some of the mm. answers included biodegradable packaging and things without plastic, stuff being made to last a lifetime rather than a few months, mm. more real effects instead of CGI and movies. I would love that one. The expectation mm. of lack of availability, the idea that I am available 100% of the time from morning to night is e- easily the biggest source of stress I have in my life. A sense of community, a relaxed mm. lifestyle, more family gatherings, houses that divide or that the middle class can afford, drive-in movies, Bipartisanship, statesmanship, and a true sense of national unity. Good manners, mm-hmm. discretion, 
American Bandstand. Everyone else is super serious, but like I like to sing or I like to dance, so let's bring that back. Oh yeah. Physical media. Miss the days of VHS and browsing video stores. Ah. Uh. And my favorite here, cloaks. We need to bring back cloaks, guys. They look cool. Often one size fits all. Easier to take off and on than a jacket. And they don't have a zipper. We see all kinds of band members when we're doing birthdays that wear cloaks. Cloaks are pretty underrated. Yeah. I gotta say, that sounds like a you know, cool thing to bring. Any, How about any, Moomoos? Moomoos? Yeah, Moomoos. Moomoos, yeah. that's a good comfy uh, kind of do what you want. You know? How about the Golden Girls? Just in general. Just, just bring the them Golden back. Girls. Just bring them back. Just uh, to have them like in hologram form? No, or? just bring them back. Just find a way to raise them from the dead. <laughs> Uh, All of them. So you're saying we're going to go grave rob um, Betty White's grave. Yeah. Called and uh, prop her up. Yeah. In a sound studio. Absolutely. Film her. Yep. I'm really struck by this list. I, I what like you, it. What stands it, out to you? Well, I mean, it's crazy I mean, me. the first the first six of them really hark back to a time prior to our current neoliberal capitalist structure. Yeah. yeah. It's true. I mean, really, yeah. it's uh, it's... They're saying, like, bringing back some good old 1950s social democracy. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. All right, I mean, look, more real effects instead of CGI in movies. So if, have you guys seen the Netflix um, special where they talk about the, the movies? Like, the they and they go back uh-uh. and they talk about... Oh, yeah. Pre- yeah, they, the, they go The back movies and, that made us? Oh, or whatever, my yeah. God. And they talk about the crazy... Like, the alien. Just that one where it's yeah. just right. like, oh, it's just amazing. Um all of the cool stuff that they had to do to make those iconic yeah, like images the, the actually create the like yeah. the visceral yeah. action that happened in those yeah yeah the um all of the you know the the Steven Spielberg and um and Henderson um coming together um to make this cool you know the cool artwork and oh and, yeah yeah and, and well do you remember when and, they they did the uh, remake of Star Wars or they they re Mastered Star Wars and yeah, they, they added did, all the CGI yeah, and, it all just, C- and they ruined it. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, 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 yeah. was just bad. Yeah. Yep. It was like, Henderson, imagine if the Mogwai. Imagine if the Mogwai was CGI. I know. Right? It would look horrible. Oh, yeah. yeah no, Absolutely. If, you're, if, you're if Gizmo exactly was right. CGI and they would try to do that, that's what's. It, it's, it's fucking it all up, man. No, right it's, now. it's true. And I think Over CGI. we're going to have a, you know, kind of a renaissance and all of that. This over digitalization that we're going through that people are going to revert back to yeah physical mediums of of entertainment and i've always been a proponent of that i think it's going to happen i know it's going to happen we're seeing it now with the vinyl thing in music yeah we're going to see it with movies like drive-in movies yeah have more of like that whole like home like movie type of thing like throwing it on the projector type of idea right maybe vinyls one of the things Start bringing that shit back. Yeah, heck yeah, and why not? Because it creates an experience. It's like what we were saying about music. You're you're like putting it down on the vinyl record player. You're opening up the album. You're reading the lyrics. You're checking it out. It's a whole experience. And I think that's what's missing with a lot of this digital stuff is the experience, right? Because it's all through your phone, computer, and you're detached from it. We're not actually physically doing anything. We're just like letting it happen. Alexa, play this album. You know that kind yeah. of a thing, yeah. right? And Houses that the middle class can afford. That's that, what a <laughs> yeah. novel idea. Yeah, I know, right? Because that, yeah. like, we just barely made that cut. Like, we just like by literally a month or two. Oh yeah. If we would have got our house a little bit later, we wouldn't have been able to afford it. Yeah, and no we're, way. We're super fortunate that we were able to do that. 
because yeah we're lower middle class we're definitely not on the, the the higher scale of that and it's tough for people to be able to do that and oh, that's yeah. that's one of the things that makes me feel like very proud and secure in my life to be able to do that finally and it just sucks that knowing that a lot of people really aren't going to be able to experience that or have a really tough time doing it. Yeah. And it's getting worse. It doesn't seem to be getting any better, right? Yeah. So that sucks. I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, but all, I mean, all of this shit's like kind of bringing me back. I mean, being a child of the 80s, like this is like huge. Yep. You know, for me, most of this is... And a lot of it really has to do with that. Like, a lot of that is that kind of that 70s and 80s type thing. It's it's not going back to, like, the, you know, the, the, the 20s, you know, in the 30s. They're talking specifically about, like, the 70s and 80s here. Right. And I think it, it's just kind of a, a maybe a nostalgia in a way that's fueling that. But yeah. also I think it's like a, a reset, like a, a, a mental thing, like, like how they're saying I'm available 100% of the time and it's the biggest source of stress I have in my life how people even when I'm at home you know I'm still checking my email I can I'm still available I'm still whatever right it feels like it never ends yeah and it never used to be that way when you were home you were home and work never followed you home like that well I mean it to a certain extent right certain jobs you know if you're a lawyer or maybe you're working on a case you're studying teachers yeah you're bringing home shit all the time it never ends all the time yeah but it seems like now even more so that it's like you can't escape well you you, why don't you work remotely oh just do it from home you know yeah and then it's like you never really get your home and you never get time to yourself you You supply all the equipment yourself yeah that too with teachers right it's horrible I mean, you got to do everything yourself, and there, yeah, it's ho- oh, man, it's it's discouraging. But oh, anyway, yeah. um, you know, some some good stuff maybe to think about. Oh, should- physical media. Miss the days of VHS and browsing video stores. I used to love going to the video store. I oh, love going to Blockbuster. Oh man, yep. it was so cool. And I think we need to do that. You know, somebody needs to have a type of a thing where they set up like a used movie place, like an old Blockbuster. Yeah, and you can go in there and browse movies like that, maybe rent them or whatever. Maybe uh, they could be like partnerships between other businesses. Like, you've got a successful coffee shop, you throw the video section in the back or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe even have like a little VHS player and stuff back there, and people can kind of throw stuff in there. Yeah, you put a Watch movie the- on out in the lobby, and then yeah. people are like, "Oh, what's that all about? Oh, well, we got this whole you know Criterion collection back here that yeah. you guys can browse and check out." Yeah, I like that, and. Maybe that's going to be the trend, is kind of collaborating and bringing back that stuff oh, in, yeah. in a way that's kind of fun and cool. Like, when you go to a coffee... fashion. Yeah, when you yeah. go to a coffee shop, it's maybe it's not something you expect, but they're playing an old-school movie on a projection screen, and, and you're like, wow, that's kind of neat, and it inspires you to you know, pursue that more. So I think oh, that yeah. that's probably where it's going to come from. I remember um, my dad, uh, back when you could break off that little tab on the VHS and record stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my dad recorded, he was able to record, you know, when you got the little HBO, like, 30 days for free type thing, he was able to record Star Wars, you know, um, Star Wars 4, 5, and 6, the original, <laughs> the original nice. Star Wars back-to-back. Oh, that's awesome. And so... We would just like, you know, we'd sit there and, and watch A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, like on the VHS tape. And we, we literally watched that shit until the VHS tape just burned out. Like, <laughs> you could no longer, it just it yep. just would fuzz and we'd have to wind it back up again and then throw it back in. It just, I it, yeah, I mean, mean, I kind of miss that. I know. I miss that. There's a, a nostalgia with that. Oh, cassettes. 
uh, making cassette little things for mixed people tapes. and mixtapes and yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, recording great. off of the radio. Yeah, you know all that good stuff. All right, let's do one more ad, guys. We're we're pretty much done for the uh, for the evening. Let's do one more ad. Let's play. The hamburger face uh, ad for, right. for David. He hasn't heard it yet. And maybe all of you out there haven't heard it yet. So let's get to it. And now a message from one of our sponsors. New York City, 1929. The air is thick with prime, dirt, grit, and passion. He walks alone. You know that, Jack? With a side. But who walks alone, Nancy? With a side of pickles, Jack. Damn it, Nancy. Who walks alone? This fall, there's a new hope on the streets for the innocent and a new threat to the guilty. I work alone, Johnny. No need to drag you along like a side of fries. Yeah, detective? I know you like to go lean, but sometimes you gotta double down, get beefy. Remember, we're a team. There is no team. After a life-threatening disaster leaves Detective Angus's face horribly scarred, but his cognitive abilities increase, giving him incredible foresight into hindsight. I see it, Nancy. What did you see, Johnny? Tortilla Face will most likely strike again, as he did before. My God! You'll say that again in 15 seconds, Nancy. I predict it, because that rat bastard left another clue. What is it? He played us like the drums, Nancy. He left his calling card at the scene of the crime. A slipknot. My God! A menace lurking in the shadows finds an arch nemesis and hamburger man. They call him the savior of this city. What do they call you, boss? Psychosocial. His existence and mine, a duality, if you will. Or as hamburger man would say it, the devil and I. What do we do now, boss? We wait, henchmen. We wait and bleed. Ronald Snargetson as Detective Angus. My face, like a monkey, threw up into a meat grinder. That's why I fight greasy. Tedley Sweeney do as Nancy Groucho. It doesn't matter, Johnny. I love you. I love your ugly mug. And Benedict Cumberbatch as Tortilla Face. It all goes down tonight, Detective. Santa Maria, you're ugly. And that comes from a man whose face looks like Freddy Krueger's kneecaps. Hamburger Man and Tortilla Face. The Reckoning. My God! My God! Is that Dahlia? That was Dahlia. Yeah. Or Tildy yeah. Tildy Sweenadu, actually, Sweenadu. is yeah. her uh, official name. That's it for us tonight, guys. That is all for the Rock News Weekly podcast. Give us a like and a follow on all our social media at Rock News Weekly, rocknewsweekly.com. Check out our photos from our interviews, all that stuff on the website. Uh, of course, you guys can support us directly there. Twitch.tv slash Rock News Weekly every Friday at 9 o'clock. Subscribe to us on YouTube, all that good stuff. If you enjoyed our episode, if you're listening via podcast, please rate it however you're listening in the Apple and Google stores. We appreciate it. Helps better. us get noticed. Yeah, you better. You better. You, you son better. of a bitch. You. <laughs> oh, We've never threatened you. anyone before. All right. But, yeah, that's it. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace. Peace. See you later.